Welcome to What About Bob? This is Bob Rynearson. It is September 26th, 2020, and this is podcast number five. So the theme of this week's podcast is simply stupid things said and done by the liberals this last week. And I'm going to start out with, of course, Joe Biden, our beloved Democratic presidential candidate. And back on September 20th, he said, quote, and perhaps most cruelly of all, if Donald Trump has his way, the complications from COVID-19, which are well beyond what they should be, it's estimated that 200 million people have died probably by the time I finish this talk. Again, this is Joe Biden speaking, which isn't the first time, certainly, he's gotten his numbers wrong. In June, Biden had also claimed, quote, over 120 million had died from the virus before correcting himself. This comes out of USA Today. And then, as Breitbart reported in February, the Democrat nominee asserted, quote, 150 million people have been killed since 2007 on the streets by guns. Amazing that one third of our population had been killed without us even knowing about it. But that's Joe. And certainly, I guess that the Democrats don't care if they have a candidate that knows much about math or numbers. Now, uh, let's go on. Uh, Okay, let's pick on Michael Moore for a while, shall we? Something he said, I think, in addressing the Speaker of the House, quote, you have to do something that Republicans have been doing for decades. He said, for the first time, you have to block the continuing resolution that funds the government and just let it shut down. Well, that's interesting. I'm sure that a whole lot of... uh, people who rely on the VA hospital or their social security checks or any other federal program would be very appreciative of that. He went on to say, quote, shut the whole damn thing down, shut the government down. So they do not have the funds to try to ram through this person. They want to get on the Supreme court before Trump's gone. I don't know how effective that would be, but that's again, Michael Moore spouting. Of course, things that Michael Moore has said in the past, which gives a little bit of understanding to why he would say such stupid things now, as collected by Newsmax magazine, he said one time, quote, white people scare the crap out of me. Well, that's kind of amazing. Does that mean that his parents or his wife also scare the crap out of him? Or how about all the white people that have been collectively helping put his movies together? I mean, do they scare you, Michael? No, I, I will admit, though, come on, if I look at Michael Moore, he does scare the crap out of me. So maybe he's got a, a bit of a point there. So he also said one time, quote, I don't support the troops or any of those other hollow and hypocritical platitudes uttered by Republicans and frightened Democrats. Now, in this case, I might even admire him for his honesty to say what, in fact, most liberals believe. Libs like to go around saying, but when in their mobs, they willfully slam, slander, and spit 
on members of the military when it suits their mood. I, I started to say libs like to go around saying, oh, they support the troops. They just don't support the war they're fighting in. Of course, that's all just, you know, slop, especially when America finally got its act together back in the 80s and stopped spitting on troops and, and looked at them and, and, and appreciated their efforts and their courage. And the Dems didn't want to be on the downslide for that. So they came out and, you know, hey, look at us. We support the troops, not the wars. And then when he talks about capitalism is against the things that we say we believe in. Michael Moore actually said this. Capitalism is against the things that we believe in. Democracy, freedom of choice, and fairness. Well, that's, that's kind of amazing to me. Because when he says that about capitalism, of course, it is in fact capitalism that gives us all three of the things he listed. Democracy gives strength to the free market, and not a market manipulated by government regulations or restrictions. And more so now that Donald Trump is in the presidency. Is more suggesting that in socialist regimes there is a freedom of choice? And what about fairness for the person who works hard, shows imagination and drive? The fairness is that they receive rewards instead of giving equally to the sloucher. And Jesus. Isn't it more who, in fact, has gained more from fairness? Where else could he say all the things against the government? I'd suggest that's pretty fair. Of course, we have to tolerate it, so it may not be so fair to us. Okay, if we're going to talk about stupid things said by liberal Democrats and progressives, of course, we can't leave out the gift that just keeps on giving. And that would be Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Earlier this week, she said, which isn't so out of line for her, but she said, quote, we have an authoritarian president, which is interesting being a socialist because any president under socialist rule would be an authoritarian. Uh, but um, she's all excited in her belief that uh, President Trump is an authoritarian. We need to get rid of them. But she went on to say, quote, that's what we have. He has no regard for the dignity of human life, unquote. Now, wait a minute here. This is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, right? The same woman who is one of the biggest proponents for abortion, open access abortion, uh, free uh, contraception, for anybody asking for it. Well, anyway, she's criticizing the president for having no regard for the dignity of human life. Now, this same representative, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, said in a tweet in May of 2019 that approving abortion bans is a brutal form of oppression. This is the same woman that once tweeted in response to George's heart beat bill, quote, six weeks pregnant equals two weeks late on your period. She went on to say that most of the men writing these bills don't know the first thing about a woman's body outside of the things they want from it. It's relatively common for a woman to have a late period and not be pregnant. And she went on and urged her followers to be radicalized 
about the upcoming election. Well, that's nothing new for her. But she said, quote, let this moment radicalize you. Let this moment really put everything into stark focus because this election has always been about the fight of and for our lives. And I'm assuming we are certainly going to be hearing more from the right New York representative as this battle for the Supreme Court looms before us in the coming weeks, especially before the election. Now, one of my favorite all-time people, capable of saying just about anything and nothing at the same time, is the House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler, the Democrat from New York, who urged Democrats last Saturday to immediately mobilize to expand the Supreme Court if Republicans succeed in confirming a replacement for the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg. He said, quote, if Senator McConnell and the Senate GOP were to force through a nominee during the lame duck session before a new Senate and president can take office, then the incoming Senate should immediately move to expand the Supreme Court. And the New York lawmaker went on social media and pushed his ideas for packing the court. Also on social media was, again, our favorite darling, AOC, because she was on the same page as Nadler when last April she stated, we take back the Senate, we take back the presidency, and we pack the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Well, there we go. Done deal, because they are very confident that they will win the Senate this election. They'll take back the majority. They'll hold on to the Congress. And, of course, sleepy Joe Biden will yank the presidency out from under Donald Trump. Now, interesting about the packing of the court, because it has a history. Now, this runs also what they're, what Nadler and Cortez, or excuse me, Ocasio-Cortez is saying, runs contrary to what Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who has been hailed repeatedly on just about every newscast, is an icon. But she had said previously, once when being asked about the number of justices on the Supreme Court, that there is no fixed number in the Constitution. So this court has had as few as five and as many as 10. She went on to say that nine seems to be a good number, and it's been that way for a long time. And this harkens, of course, back to when that beloved president, through the years of the Great Depression, as well as World War II, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, when he tried to stack the court out of his own frustration, after the court repeatedly shot down the constitutionality of many of the tenets of his New Deal programs. Now, Roosevelt attempted to stack the court with six new justices, which have given him more votes in order to approve those programs, and it went nowhere. So little Jerry Nadler wants to give it a go. Of course, his intent is to stack the court with activist judges and not constitutionalized originalists, people who make up the law. 
and we already have three of them on the court. Believe me, it's and and one the Supreme Court Chief Justice who kind of goes back and forth with that, as we saw in Obamacare. We don't need any more people to go outside the letter of the law. So, there is also the right Reverend Al Sharpton, who had to put out some uh, pretty lofty BS. And when he was talking to Joe Scarborough, Sharpton was talking about the incident of the two cognitive police officers who were ambushed. And I know most of you are probably quite aware of that. Simply, there was an awful lot of film footage that showed a hooded person coming up to the police car, pulling out the gun and opening fire on two unsuspecting police officers who were just sitting in their car, like many officers do, waiting for calls to take him to a crime scene. And then, as the cowardy was, he ran away. In the meantime, of course, we also got to see film footage of how the female officer in the car was able to pull her partner out and was able to apply a tourniquet, most likely saving his life, saving him from bleeding out. True heroism, true bravery. But, and of course the police are looking for the coward, and I think the last I heard that the reward uh, for information leading to his arrest is, was up around $300,000. But with the number of police ambushes going on across the country, um, including the St. Louis captain who was working a security detail and shot in the back, which was put out, I believe, on a live feed, murdered, leaving his wife to address the Republican convention. Uh, Sharpton had the guts to suggest that perhaps many of these shooters are plants uh, or, you know, people who are causing these most outrageous incidents, causing conservatives and the right to dislike the left even more, that these are plants. Um, who's planting them? I don't know. The plants even involved in cold-blooded murder. Are they coming from the FBI, the CIA? Who knows? Maybe it's Future Farmers America. Maybe those kids that covered in high school were all plants just to set up uh, the Native American beating on the drum and getting in the face of the students. And, you know, like I said, Reverend Al will say anything, falls right in line with John Brennan, Robert Niro, or Joey Behart. It's, it's just, you can always count on him. Oh, it really is amazing, too, that just in the time period of a week, seven days, that you have so many leftist stupid things said to choose from. I mean, you got vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris, as she had to take the time to point out how Tupac Shakur is possibly the greatest rapper in history. She also was out there making calls to the disciples that the need for, as she may have said, protest, but what she really means is rioting, must continue in order to force the issue. 
about having a racist system. Now, of course, honoring Tupac Shakur, and there were days when I worked on gang details that the young kids who followed Tupac Shakur, this great rap artist, little or a few people might remember that it was him who was one of the authors, one of the founders of what is known as the thug life. And it was that call, that philosophy that led an awful lot of young men and girls to fall hook, line, and sinker in with the gangs and ultimately ended up either locked up, strung out, or dead. But, oh, he's a great rapper. Thank you, Kamala Harris. You know, especially, I find it vile that it comes from a former prosecuting attorney. Of course, that's, that's our Kamala. Says one thing and does another. Finally, I want to also address, of course, just a few hours ago, um, President Trump did announce formally his uh, candidate, his recommendation to fill the vacant seat by Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the Supreme Court, that being Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, of course, this is going to be interesting. And I know that she has been prepared, not just by the president's advisors and what she's going to go through and the congressional leaders, the Senate leaders, probably Mitch McConnell himself or any of his other surrogates on what to prepare for. But she's also seen it. I mean, for God's sake, she's been a federal judge as well as a law professor, she's seen the borking that's been done by the Democrats against any viewed Republican conservative nominee. And so they're certainly going to take her to task. And it has already started as reported, or as the headlines in Breitbart show tonight, quote, get this, Democrats launch smear attacks on Amy Coney Barrett's adopted children. Well, so much for that deal about, you know, uh, a politician's children should be taken out of the mix. I mean, Bill and Hillary Clinton, and rightfully so, I, I will say it, that when uh, Chelsea Clinton was put in the limelight, they certainly stood their ground and ordered the press to ease up, which I believe they pretty much did. I think primarily that came as questioning how much money she was making as a first-time uh, news person for NBC, if my memory serves me correctly. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Baron Trump, the president's youngest son, has certainly been thrown into that limelight not so many people have, or news people have willingly released their, you know, appetite to feast on anything they see that they can criticize Baron of. But they have started on the children of Amy Coney Barrett. I believe she has seven children, and two of which I am, or I believe I'm aware of, that were adopted from Haiti. 
And of course, that would make them children of color. And here you have a Democratic activist named Dana Hule, who was once the chief of staff on Capitol Hill to a Democratic lawmaker. And he tweeted, and this was last night, Friday night, that he hopes Barrett is investigated over the children, quote, she and her husband adopted from Haiti. Hooley himself posed this, quote, I would love to know which adoption agency Amy Coney Barrett and her husband used to adopt the two children they brought here from Haiti. Now, that's, if that's not enough, then you've got, if you remember, Wendy Davis, who I believe ran as Texas governor and lost, but she, uh, as reported by Breitbart, is silent as her former chief technology officer, John Lee Brower, was one of several Democrats to smear Judge Amy Coney Barrett's adopted children from 80 Friday night. Now, apparently, this Brower is an adoptee, and guess what? So am I. I was adopted in 1953. So, as one adoptee to another, I am going to feel free to criticize. But as he said, as an adoptee, I need to know more about the circumstances of how Amy Coney Barrett came to adopt her children and the treatment of them since. He also wrote, transracial adoption is fraught with trauma and potential for harm, and everything I see here is deeply concerning. Okay, time out, Brower. Go duck your head in a bucket of ice-cold water, will you? Anyone who looks around this country has seen that interracial relationships are much more common, certainly, than when I was growing up. They are uh, shown in our daily advertisements, interracial couples. Interracial couples have children who go to public schools, private schools, colleges, wherever. They are a part of the the American landscape. They are Americans. They are, you know, people who have been accepted, okay? Or should be accepted. How's that? And with that being said, he, this Brower, can't accept that this white couple has black children. And I would assume love them immensely. When Amy Coney Barrett walked out with the president in the Rose Garden, all of her children were with her. And I have to say, every one of those children, including the two adopted children from Haiti, big smiles, supporting each other. In fact, I believe, if I recall correctly, that back in, I think it was in 2017, when she went for her federal judge seat, that uh, she was backed up by one or by her daughters, including the daughter, I believe, it was adopted out of Haiti. So, Brower, get over it. What happened in this tolerance that the Democrats are so famous for pointing fingers at people? We all need more tolerance? Give me a break. It's the Democrats who are spewing the hate. The progressives that will see any angle they can to open 
and cause a wound to fester. So, anyway, I just think that right now that was a week's worth of stupid things that was worth bringing out in this podcast. And I'm sure with the coming week and weeks and months, especially those weeks leading up to the election, the Dem- Democrats are not going to fail us. There will be a lot more stupid things said, just like what used to be on Letterman, the stupid pet tricks. So, we will be paying attention. Also, I would like to close by reminding everybody, I welcome any comments you might have. I'm not quite certain how the messaging system works here on the podcast. Certainly, I have an email address. You can find it on my blog site, which is if you plug in bobreinerson.com. And Reinerson is spelled R-I-N-E-A-R-S-O-N. What about Bob? Uh, You'll see my email address. I would love to hear from you. Uh, Any comments at all? And also, too, I would ask you, any of you, if you find anything I'm saying halfway interesting, interesting, pass it on to anybody who also might like to hear what I'm saying or maybe they are in complete opposition to the stances I take. I welcome that too. On this web, or excuse me, on this podcast, we don't shy away from debates like the snowflakes on the college campuses or the rioters who attack anybody who wears a MAGA hat. So again, we are open. Would love hearing from you. Anyway, Have a good night, have a good week, and take care out there. Stay safe.